Hello, this is Rabbi Rob Doberson, and welcome to this edition of Wrestling and Dreaming. In this week's edition of the podcast, I want to share some Torah. A verse from this week's Haftorah reading, this week's reading from the prophets, which has always struck me as so beautiful and instructive in many ways as well. But before I do, let me share some thoughts. First of all, I continue to hope and pray as we all do for comfort for those in mourning in Israel. I continue to hope and pray as we all do for the safe return of the hostages. And we should hope and pray for an end to this horrible conflict and for security and safety for Israel and for the world. On the High Holy Days this year, I had the opportunity to be with Congregation B'nai Israel in Toledo, Ohio. And my sermon on the first day of Rosh Hashanah, ironically, began with singing Am Yisrael Chai, the people of Israel live. I was responding to the fact that we are all concerned about anti-Semitism as it grows in the United States and in the world, and this was before the recent terrorist attacks, of course. And I talked about how that song contains the words, our father still lives, which is a reference to our father Jacob, our patriarch Jacob. And I said that as Jews, we need to emulate Jacob in two ways, the first of which I'll talk about now, the second of which I'll talk about at the end of this podcast. We need to wrestle, as Jacob did, wrestling with the angel in the story of Genesis. We need, as Jews, to wrestle with difficult questions, difficult spiritual and conceptual questions, and difficult practical and pragmatic questions. And then on Kol Nidre, I delivered a sermon on compassion and how important it is in our lives if we seek to live truly lives of goodness. And in the course of that, while I was talking mostly about our individual personal lives, I did refer to the fact that when policy decisions are made by nations, that they need to be guided by compassion. And yes, there are times when to be guided by compassion would be dangerous. But even in those situations, compassion has to be present somewhere in the whole idea of policy discussions and plans. I believe that when we see the scenes coming from Gaza, we can't shut away the compassionate side of our hearts. For some, that would lead to a hope for an end to the bombing and an immediate ceasefire. I know that for others, there can be no such hope as long as Hamas exists as is in power and compassion shouldn't enter into the picture at all. I respect the sincerity of both of those opinions and I find myself somewhere in between them. I do believe Israel's safety and stability is at stake here and that there is absolute need to respond and in this case, respond militarily to the evil and inhuman terrorist attacks of October 7th. But when I see the pictures of the innocent children and the babies suffering, I can't help but feel compassion for them. These are horribly difficult times with horribly difficult choices that Israel must make. And I refuse to sit here thousands of miles away in relative safety and security and pass judgment. I only hope and pray that the element of compassion, even if only the babies, even if only for the babies, is factored into the decision that Israel makes now and into the future. No, I don't believe we can be guided by compassion alone when we're dealing with life and death struggles. But it has to be there someplace. It has to be there someplace. And where that leads, I, 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 I can't say. Again, I won't pass judgment. I won't say this is what Israel should do. 
That's not my place to do. I pray and hope for the safety and security of the state of Israel and know that these military actions need to take place. But I hope that the issue of compassion has not been forgotten completely. And now let's turn to the Haftarah reading for this week and a beautiful line from Isaiah's statement in chapter 40. Isaiah is speaking to the people, hoping for them to come back to the land after the exile to Babylonia. And that's what the entire end of the book of Isaiah is about. And in this particular verse, Isaiah says that God is hanotein le'ya'ef koach. God is the one who gives strength to the weary. I love that line. Isaiah is saying to them, you may be weary from exile. You may not, you may be weary from the fact that that you, your ancestors, your grandparents, in this particular case, probably a 70-year exile, were taken from the land. But God gives you strength to get back and to do what you need to do to rebuild. That line, Noten Liyaif Koach, appears in two places in our liturgy, which I think t- say so much about the impact of the verses from the Bible on our later prayers. It's amazing when you look at the prayer book, you see some sentences, and if you know, in this case, this Haftarah reading, you immediately make that connection. So it's not only saying words in our prayer book, but it's connecting us to words from our holy texts. And this is a good example of that. Because the phrase, Hanotein if koach, that God gives strength to the weary, appears in two places that I know of in our liturgy. One is less common than, less well known than the other, and less frequently said than the other. There is a Zemirah, a Shabbat song, called Yom Shabbaton, written by medieval poet Yehuda Halevi, which is traditionally sung at the Shabbat table as one of the Zemirot, as one of the Shabbat table songs, so to speak. It's a beautiful piyut, it's a beautiful poem, and I taught about it this past week during our Shabbat study for Parshat Noach at Beth Israel because there's all these allusions to the idea of the, the flood and God and, and the Jewish people are fig, are pictured as the dove that that Noah sent out from the ark. And that dove finally found a place to rest because it didn't return back to the ark. And in our particular case, according to this piyut, this poem, Shabbat is our place to rest. It's the place where the dove, the people of Israel, can rest. And at the last verse of this particular poem, the song, the fifth verse, it describes the covenant, the revelation at Sinai, the people gathering together at Sinai, and ends with the words that the people opened up their mouths and said, Baruch hanotein koach, blessed be the one who gives strength to the weary. And I thought about that line, and it has two implications. First of all, it has the implication of spiritual rest. The people found comfort 
in the covenant and 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 it, it encouraged them and inspired them gave them energy a purpose in life but it also did something else the time at mount sinai was the first time that our ancestors actually had the opportunity to put down their belongings to take their shoes off and sit and rest they had been slaves they rushed out during the Exodus. They had to cross the sea. And now they sit and wait, according to the Torah, for three days before the Torah is given. And maybe the purpose of those three days was just to give them a chance to rest. And so they take this words, uh, Yehuda HaLevi takes these words, that God gives strength to the weary and puts them in the mouths of the people at Sinai. But the Sidur puts them in our mouths every morning as part of Birchot HaShachar, the morning blessings. These blessings which, according to the Talmud, connect everyday actions with statements about God's relationship with the world. As we put our clothes on, we say, blessed be God who clothes the naked. As we step on the ground for the first time, we say, blessed is God who stretches the land out over the waters. Now, most of us don't say those blessings the way the Talmud suggested we should as part of our morning routine, rather they're set as the opening prayer for the morning service. But one way or the other, what they do is they, they connect our actions with what we believe to be God's role in the world, understanding that we need to be the ones that bring God's plans for the world into practice. We need to clothe the naked. We need to help open the eyes of the blind as one of the other blessings says. And then at the very end, after all of these things that we talk about, we say, Baruch Adonai Eloheinu koach. Blessed be God who gives strength to the weary. It's a wonderful blessing to say at the beginning of a day, We've had a night's sleep. We're ready once again to tackle the very difficult job of being a human being in this world. It takes strength. And we thank God for giving us that strength and giving us the strength to make of our lives as our ancestors were taught at Mount Sinai, a life based upon hope, a life based upon actions which lead the world to a better place and bring meaning to our lives. It has been a difficult time for so many, and especially for those who are directly involved in this conflict, or who have directly felt the pain of those terrorist attacks which took place, leaving them in mourning, or not knowing the fate of their family members or close friends who are in prison, who are held hostage. But for all of us, it's been such a difficult time. And we pray to God for the strength, the strength to continue to hope, to continue to live our lives to the best that we can, to bring meaning to our lives and to bring hope to the world. The, I mentioned before that I shared two aspects of Jacob's life during my sermon. The first was wrestling with difficult questions, and the second was my absolute belief 
that as Jews we need to believe that this world will be redeemed one day, that this world will be perfected one day, that we will write a happy ending to the story that human beings have been writing for so many thousands of generations, that we need to continue to believe this. That belief has been tested many, many times, and it certainly has been tested in the last couple of weeks. So in addition to all of the prayers that I have for all of the people in Israel and hope that we have for the world, I would just ask that we all pray as well and work to have the strength to continue to hope, to continue to dream, to continue to believe in a better world. May God, who is Noten Le'ayv Koach, who gives strength to the weary, give strength to all who are in pain, and give strength to us to continue to believe and to work for a better world. Until next time, thank you.